Welcome to Guzzler. Hello and welcome to the Guzzler podcast. Today we are going to be talking again about some more Ig Nobel Prizes. Um, it genuinely, it doesn't feel like that long ago since we last did this, I'll be honest. It doesn't. But it was three months. But I imagine it, three months. It was like a lot of episodes. That's quite a long while. Yeah, it was about like 14 episodes or something crazy. It's just, it's a good one for us to do before we get back together. Because it feels like a, an online one. Yeah. So I imagine we've got another news episode coming up then. Uh, if it's we haven't long while skipped it already, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it does a long while since which, that. Which we probably have. I've them soon. Yeah. Did you enjoy the last Ignor Prize one? You a big fan? I did. No, I hated I it. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, was interesting I got that vibe deck then. Yeah. Um, I get that every week. Uh, yeah, they are mental, aren't they? I feel like yeah. I was going through some more. Obviously, I was going through some more earlier because otherwise we shouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I think we could do an entire podcast just on this. We could do hundreds of episodes because there's so many yeah. and they're all hilarious. There's none of them are like bad. They're all really yeah. good. But I'm going to start with. So for anyone who, but for anyone who hasn't heard our first one, what is the Nobel Prize? That is yeah. a good point. So it's it's. I mean, I assume everyone knows what a Nobel Prize is, but an Ig Nobel Prize is like the, um, it's like a parody of the Nobel Prize. So it's it's given to, but it's not, it's meant to be given to like kind of ridiculous things, but they're also kind of meant to make you think, okay? So like you might look at it immediately and be like, oh, that's ridiculous. Then you'd think about it a bit and maybe start to think, oh, I can kind of see how that's interesting or useful, maybe. But they do give, they give awards for anything now, don't they? Like, go back three years and GQ gave Tony Blair Man of the Year. He'd been out of office for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another year. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. Guzzler podcast. So that's led me quite nice into my first like sort of fact thing. So I was reading a little bit more about it today. Um, and the guy who runs it says that they receive about 10,000 nominations a year. Really? Do you, do you nominate yourself or do you get nominated? This is, here you go. He said they receive about right. 10,000 nominations a year and about 10 to 20% of them are self-nominations. But he also said that self-nominations never win because he hates... It's meant to be research that someone thought would be valuable or they personally believed was valuable. He hates the idea that someone's done a bit of research just to win an Ig Nobel Prize. Right, okay. He doesn't like that, basically. So all of the ones that have been awarded were genuine pieces of research in in one way or another. Okay. Which, which, which I think the reason I've started with that is because it really adds to the ridiculousness of it. Because you know that these yeah, people are serious. Are really trying. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the first one is actually not a scientific paper. It's actually an invention. But it was by a scientist. She has got. She's got a PhD. It's called the emergency bra. Um, and as normal, like we did with the last episode, if people didn't see it, I'm going to give you like the invention or the title of the paper, and I want you to tell me what you think this is. So is what is the, the emergency bra? Is it that, um, you know, the hat that dispenses beer? <laughs> yeah. it, it kind of, it provides support, doesn't it, to a fella who just needs a pint? I'm it's not that. guessing. But is I like... when your bra breaks and you can sort of just like, a bit like the Iron Man costume, she just puts it on and just, just sort of wraps around. <laughs> you, know you, get the, you know you get those bracelets that you slap on your wrist? But like... And they like, they wrap around. I imagine it's like that, you slap it around and it's... If they'd invented a bra though that you could just slap on, why is would it? surely yeah, all bras should be like that? Really, nah, not nah. just is not it? just the one in your bag for emergency. But this one feels like it's an emergency, doesn't it? It feels like quick, is slap it, it on. Is it not yeah. the bra that's the emergency? Does the 
pro bra provide assistance in an emergency? Is it like an airbag or something like that? Uh, it's not an airbag, but you're getting you're getting so close. Is it like a Swiss Army knife? In the, in the, no, just two yeah, knives stick out the nipples. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's to do with an emergency. It has a usage in some way. It is. It's is very. It like, is it a life jacket? No, I'll give you a clue. It won in two thousand nine, but it would be very useful nowadays or over the last year and a bit. Sent to do with COVID then. Well, not not sent to do with COVID. Yeah. Like, like, is it a mask? Does it go up to be like a face mask? It does. It becomes oh, like two gas face masks. masks. Oh. It, it, it oh, yeah, I've seen that. Of yeah. Yeah, it becomes a yeah, face comes mask for you and a friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, you, you, instead of breathing in the virus, you just breathe in underboob sweat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. made for like I guess it's made for like I don't know gas warfare or something. I honestly have no idea. Um, the website says the emergency bra is a personal protective garment that transforms into two face masks in case of an emergency or where standard personal protective equipment is not readily available. It's also <laughs> one sexy piece of lingerie. <laughs> so I kept seeing loads of um, tweets last year in the first lockdown it was just saying <clears throat> well it said this phrase and I imagine this must have been this this inventor's sort of slogan for this product it just said protect the t protect the city free the tea so I imagine that you know you're, you're literally free in the, the, the tea and you're protecting the city because you're putting the mask on your face I, I mean mask you're putting the, the brow on your face I don't think it's a a, a bad idea necessarily the, the, they interviewed the lady who invented it and she just said risk is never zero it cannot be neglected it has to be managed you have to be prepared at all times at any place and at any moment and practically every woman wears a bra and she's Bloody not wrong hell. is she Swiss? it's very dramatic though wasn't it? she's <laughs> very uh, do, do you think men have brought this just because they, they are so worried about the fact they need to be protected at all times they're just no. men who have got it in their pocket or even wearing it just in case they need to like it could yeah, but that would be embarrassing walking into a yeah. shop, wouldn't it? Can I have a bra, bra please? Um, yeah. Or he walks into a shop and he goes, you need a bra, um, you need a mask on, mate. And he goes, oh, sorry, just unclips his bra. Whip out a tear. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like it for this for the humour. I, I might buy one. The website... I think it's quite an interesting idea. The website how also do, says it can be quickly and easily converted into two face masks without removing any clothes. Unless you want to, which is nice. How has it become the mask? Do you have to unclip it, or what, like how does it do? Um, well, they've already I got straps, so. haven't they? So I, I assume you just shrink them. Yeah, and some some bras unstrap at the front anyway, don't they? Between yeah. the, uh, the no, cups. Okay, yeah. So I imagine it's just like, like I, I don't. I'm not an expert on bras. I'll be honest. Um, they're normally on my bedroom floor. So, um, <laughs> I'm such a lad. <laughs> <laughs> lads, lads, lads. Um, yeah. Any, the, any the, other... you, you mean because of your size, you like you you're always just take them off, yeah? yeah you always. Oh, yeah, I got massive. Tits. That's what you mean. Yeah, 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 that's what you mean. Massive, yeah. humongous so, breasts. Sorry but... to unlad you then. I was I was trying to play it off like a. Yeah, yeah I took the last yeah. the lad out of your grasp. Yeah. Thanks, mate. I, re I really I really appreciate that actually because mm. at least I had a lot of masculinity to give up. So thanks for that. <laughs> I've got, I've got loads to spare. Um, we're moving on? We're moving on? Yeah. Yeah. Right, this, is, this also isn't an Ig Nobel Prize. This is the actual... The boxer shorts. This is the actual prize for the Ig Nobel Prize, right? For the, the first right. annual Ig Nobel Prize had a weird prize that they gave to the winner. What, what do you think it was? An egg. Just, an egg. just a hard-boiled... What, what is... 
An what o- does the Nobel Prize look like? An overcooked hard-boiled egg. Um, good question. Isn't it like a, a trophy? Was it, was it a breast? It wasn't. It was, what, like an actual <laughs> breast? Like a chicken yeah. breast? No, just a boob. Uh, no, it was not a boob. I, I know not that a bad since prize, the first though. one... The, the Nobel Prize, prize is a coin, been... I think. It looks like a coin. Yeah, right. The the prize though ever since the first one has just been an emergency bra, hasn't it? You win and you just get handed an emergency bra. And you just get given two face masks and you get to make one yourself. Yeah, that's you get two face masks oh, and a bit of string and it's just oh, make so you build so yourself so kit. It's an emergency I'm... bra from IKEA. <laughs> yeah, flat pack one. Is it like an apple core, like a golden apple core? No, why? Why? Because I thought Apple is like the idea of intelligence and smart, and I thought just the core it's, is like. It's very strange. Looks like a bit. Like, re- really strange. Is it. If you got it right, the, I'd be impressed. Is it a statue of a deer? No. But I like how oh. weird these guesses are. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan um, of how strange they are. What if it's just it's like. Toasty. Is it like a live bear? <laughs> that would be a good prize. Is I'd be, it, I'd be tempted to do some weird research. Uh, no, it's not a food. It's something you might have around your house. Like in your bathroom, probably. A toilet brush? No. A toilet? A whole ceramic... A whole... A deer's head. penis. <laughs> you got a deer's head on your bathroom? <laughs> is it a mirror? It is. Look at yourself. It's actually, it's actually a, a hand mirror, but I, I wanted you to get that. You, you're disgusting. But that's uh, not the. Yeah. That's not. I was gonna say that's not the weird part. That is already weird, right? Is it someone else's face weird. in the mirror when you look at it? That now that would be very strange, but that would be quite cool. There's just the witch from um, Snow White staring back at you. Um, yeah. It is. It's a hand mirror, but it contained an audio chip. So whenever it was picked up, it screamed. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's wow. strange. I like, uh, like I said, if you got that, I'd I'd be amazed. That's amazing. Imagine if our first guest was just—is it like sort of like a like a hand mirror with, which like, screams at you? <laughs> yes, exactly that. When they like handed them out, was they just screaming? Just can't just like <laughs> come collect your prize. Edit- can we edit this and guess it properly? Me and Louis can say it like, yeah, yeah. in sync. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll is just it be a, depressed. Is it a hand mirror that screams at you? I would have been very sad if you got it right. I'll be honest. I'd edit Alfie to say, "No, it's a deer head." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the one, like the one on my bathroom wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good, really good guess, Declan. Well, it sits up there with the the, the stuffed rats and shit, don't it? Yeah, yeah. You, you mean you mean stuffed rats and shit, not. Like you're shitting on your bathroom walls. Yeah. Oh, Where right, else okay. would you put the shit? Oh right. Toilet, sink. I ain't got either. Yeah, the point when you're already in the bathroom. Yeah. Or the bath. There's that stat in there where like how many what percentage of it was? Forty percent. Oh yeah. If people admit to pooing in the shower, that's ridiculous. They <laughs> need to stop. That can't be true. Again, I still think people. I know we've had this conversation before on it, but I think people just lied because I would just lie if someone came up to me but, and said. But it's the same statistic as forty percent of people wee in the ocean, forty percent of people wee in the shower, forty percent of people take a shite in the shower, and I'm like, they're very different levels. Like being in the ocean and going for a wee or weeing in the shower isn't like so bad. But like just taking a crap in the shower, that's like, that I is like a next level. Weeing in thing. the shower is fine. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like. But, but the same statistic, do it. 
Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? But that also means I, I don't. It's the same forty percent. Like there's some of the forty percent. There's an overlap. Who crap in the shower? Are going. I'm not going to wee. No. Yeah, I was just. I like the idea of someone who happily, happily defecate in the shower. Yeah. They refuse to urinate. No way, mate. Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an animal. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we're moving on to actual Ig Nobel prizes now. Um, and I'm going again. I'm going to give you the titles of the papers, and I've picked. I've picked tricky ones. I want you to tell me what you thought the study was, okay? So, oh, nice. this first one, again, if you get this, I'll be impressed. Because I've read it, I don't understand the title, and I know what it's about. I've read the paper, I don't understand the paper, I knew what the paper was about. Um, so it's called, Sheer Stress Mediated Refolding of Proteins from Aggregates and Inclusion Bodies. What is that? That people were given uh, a list of letters and mm. they had to try and come up with words. Wait, can can you say no. again? Right. Shear stress mediated refolding of proteins from aggregates and inclusion bodies. Yeah, I'm going through. No idea. I, I wouldn't even know where to. Where it's over there to guess, is there? Is, is it something no, about exactly. breaking down enzymes? Um, and um, oh, I ain't got a clue. That's, that's no, it's, it's, it's to do with reshaping proteins within something for a sort of purpose, but it's very strange. I'll, I'll tell you what it is, right? It's actually, I think it's kind of cool, but it is, I don't, again, no idea why they did it. What you they managed to the do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they managed to, uh, um, basically, they use sheer stress to refold proteins <laughs> um, using, using aggregates and inclusion bodies, actually, which is kind of cool, isn't it? Oh, I know what you mean now. They right. partially now unboiled an egg. <coughs> they they partially what? unboiled an egg. That's what they did. I like the silence. They they boiled an egg, <laughs> and then they managed to slightly unboil it. What? Because they want to fry it instead? How do you slightly do it? Is it's just yeah. what? So let's go cold. So they <laughs> use they use mechanical stress. They use like actual force. To reshape some of the proteins that had changed in cooking. So they shook how it? They were before cooking. So they shook it really fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's... But, but they only done it slightly. Well, they, they could only change. I think some of the proteins could have been changed back to their shape, but not all of the things that had happened in cooking could be, could be changed. The, the thing about this is, this actually does. If this worked well, it actually would be a very good scientific discovery, right? Yeah, but like, like this would actually you... would be. Would you need an egg unboiling machine in your house? Yeah. No, but the fact that they could do it for science. I, how how often do you accidentally boil Mate, an egg? I, I can't describe <laughs> to you the amount of times I've boiled an egg and gone, shit, need to fry that. <laughs> but I'd argue that it is a good discovery for science if they could do it like more than just slightly. Honestly. Like, I don't actually I've, I don't I just, need to know about gravity. I just, it's I've, here. I've actually done it that many times. If you give me a penny for every time I've accidentally boiled an egg instead of frying it, I'd have about a penny. I've got, I got a nice vision of Dex really sadly popping a boiled egg into his mouth. Just <laughs> sobbing. Just, yeah. Because he has to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, I did fry 10 it. egg whites yesterday, though. Um, what did you do with the yolks? Sink. Jesus Christ. Uh, 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 a chicken died for that. I didn't, so I don't give a shit. Fair enough. No, no, um, sorry, no, no, vegan, ladies and gentlemen. No, they didn't die. No one died. Vegan. What do you mean? No one died for that. 
Every every ten eggs, they wring the chicken's neck. Oh. <laughs> Did you know that? No. It's a fun fact. But not in Fenland farms, though. It's every four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Don't get as much usage out of them. Can't count. Yeah. Ain't got enough fingers. <laughs> Can't count to ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they've got four fingers, so you get four eggs. They've got enough. They've got enough fingers. They're all just stuck together and webbed. Yeah, exa- yeah, 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 exactly. So four, four really fat fingers. fingers. But it, one, two, but it just three, goes four. one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah. Twelve fingers, but they're all stuck together. Yeah, so it's four finger lumps. It's because they've got eggs. They've got eight thumbs. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, this one, the meth, again, I, I, I've read the paper, I, I have no idea, I don't understand it at all, but the method has actually managed to be used for some shit to do with graphene, it's actually very commercially usable, it's actually like oh. used a lot now, it's actually been, yeah, useful, which is strange. Hmm. Again, I, don't, I can't tell you more than that, because I didn't understand it, but... So, when it went from boiled to slightly unboiled, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did it change? Because if they, if they applied a lot of pressure, was it, did it just did they actually just scramble it instead? Did it just become a mess? So no, did, they didn't like. Did the white become liquid again? Did the yolk become liquid again? Again, I don't understand the paper because the whole thing is written like that title, which makes no freaking sense mm. at all. Maybe they just rolled it. They just rolled out a rolling pin and went, "Oh, it looks like a fried egg now." I've read a very brief summary that said they unboiled an egg, <laughs> and then I've relayed that to you. That is. Quite good. I'm impressed with that, but I'm, I'm I'm unimpressed by the slightly. Yeah. Right. I've just I've just read. There's a thing here that says how to unboil an egg. Okay. It says. Step one. It just one. says the title again. Step yeah. one. Guess what step one is. Boil an egg. Yeah. Uh, stress indu- induce stress through the median of a <laughs> aggregate. Yeah, or, it could have been. Could have yeah. been. Step one's boil the egg. Step two is add some water and urea. I wouldn't really want... uh, Urea literally is chemical found in urine, but um, that's fine. Uh, And then it says, spin it really, really fast. And that's the end of the article. That's all it says. (laughs) It says, boil an egg, add water and urea, and spin it real quick. (laughs) Wait, so they're making graphene out of urea? Uh, No, I think the machine that unboiled the egg has been used with graphene. So there's nothing to do with eggs anymore, but the machine... I actually can have a go at this. I don't think you could spin it fast enough. Louis just wants I'm to piss in something quick. other than a toilet. What would yeah. be your, your method of spinning? Uh, just on his feet. Like, how are you spinning the egg? How are you just spinning an egg like that? And just put it in a glass. Like this, and, and like, swish it round. Yeah. I was thinking, like... Or, uh, yeah. you get a paddling pool, and you put it in there, and you know you make the tidal. Oh, and you, you run round real quick. But is that yeah, spinning yeah, yeah. the egg, or is the egg just in a current? You, you, you spin it as well, so it's in the current and it's spinning. So it's, it's like a planet in orbit. I'd I'd um, tape it to a Beyblade. Ah, oh, nice. Mm. Uh, but that's that's I'll, mostly just for a cool factor. I'd tape it to a baby. Yeah. Why are you spin spinning baby. babies? Hobby. Because you, you, it's the only it's the only human you can get in a washing machine. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Everyone else is too big. Washing machine. Well, put it on the, just put the egg on the bolters at the fair and just. You get back to it and go, yeah, it's raw again. Strap it in. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'd argue it's not worth it if every time you accidentally boil an egg, you've got to go find a fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really worth it, is it? 
This yeah. week on Fair Hunters. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm moving on from the egg. I'll be honest. So, the next paper. This one you can actually guess. And by guess, I mean you'll know immediately what it's about. This one's called Law of Urination. All mammals empty their bladders over the same duration. This is to do with how often you go for a wee, right? Not how often. How long? How? Yeah. How how long do urination lasts? Oh, I wasn't. I was going to say. I was going to reword how often. No. <laughs> All mammals <laughs> empty their bladders over the same duration. So how long? How long you urinate for? How long do you think they found that all mammals urinate for? About twenty seconds. Between zero to twenty seconds. Yeah. Twenty-one seconds is what they found. Plus or minus thirteen seconds. <laughs> 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 oh, I love these papers. It's so <laughs> um, like, yeah. But surely someone can weave for like two seconds, or does it have to who's be? A, who's having a seven-second piss? How unhydrated do you have to no, be? No, but that that would be you a know, different. That could be a different animal. It could be. It's all mammals. Yeah, but like it? it depends. Like if I go for a wee and then I go for another wee straight after, I'm still going to probably let out some urine, but it might last three seconds. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, I haven't read the paper. Maybe one of the like st- one of the things was a, a full bladder, maybe. Right. But which makes the paper right. kind of pointless. Um, but I'd argue it's pointless anyway. And it's only it's only mammals above three kilograms. Yeah, because they, they just haven't got enough urine inside. They're not big enough to hold enough urine. So the thing is, is that um, so it's so it's rats to elephants, right? That rats <laughs> rats don't count because rats can urinate in a fraction of a second. Do they just open a hole and, like, you know, like planes when they dump water over forest <laughs> fires? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's actually a lot of like talk of the length of urethras and the scaling of the urethras. It's a very interesting paper. I recommend it. Bedtime reading. But okay, so does that mean that no matter how full your bladder is, you can't urinate for longer than thirty-four seconds? Um. Uh, no. I want you to try it, Louis. I I think this is your life's mission now. You've got to try and have a piss longer than thirty-four seconds. Maybe oh, according to this paper, this but we we know that's fine. And yeah, but is that like full blast in it, or is that like a controlled piss? Because you can like um, you can increase the pressure, right? I I can't. You the haven't got is... Louis. You haven't got a pelvic floor. Exactly. <laughs> The thing, the thing I find weirdest about this is they didn't even watch animals piss. They, they did like a high-speed model of just fluid smell dynamics. It? Right. So they didn't actually just like... like they, in my head, they should get an elephant and watch they, it urinate. They felt guilty, so they just listened. <laughs> yeah. Avert your eyes. Just held them over a toilet and just wait until they couldn't hear it in the water anymore, yeah. Yeah, I bet but they I... did hold an elephant over a toilet, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Crane. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really get the point of this one. I- I'll be honest. They they try to justify it, and they talk about I don't know what they talk about. They chat shit basically. I think they're just uh, into into urine. This is um maybe they maybe I they thought, really like being strange. being pissed on, and they were trying to find which animal yeah. would give them the best uh, you know, golden shower urine for their buck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long? I think it's really strange be. because it's like. It will some it will it will be twenty one seconds, or it could be seven, and actually sometimes it could be thirty four. I'm going to time this. And every number between. 
my next yeah. my next piss, which is going to come up pretty much once we finish here. So I'm going to time it. See how long it is. I'm in, I'm interested. I'm interested. It's going to be between seven and whatever whatever it is, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's quite a big range, and that is a long. That's a long like thirty-four seconds. Is a long time to take urinating. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it for thirty-six and break a world record. <laughs> I don't know if that is a world record. I'll be honest. Do you think that like when someone got the world record and it was like fifty seconds, um, they like they were just their whole thing was just debunked. It was just like oh. Oh, we're not scientists anymore. Yeah, but we're that's false. that's an anomaly, isn't it? So it wouldn't count towards. No, because this paper is it. It will be twenty-one seconds plus or minus thirteen. I mean, I, I it think will be. I think the paper's fine, but I think their conclusion is ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? I think to say all mammals empty their bladders over the same duration is not a fair statement to make from their data, at all. Yeah. You alright, Louis? Yes. Yes, I am alright. You're you urinating? Yeah, I'm urinating. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm about to uh, just get my timer out, yeah. Right. Alright, we're moving on. Did you enjoy that one? No. Okay, Because. Good. <laughs> right, this next one is. And remember, tell me, tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. This is a, such a good example of how pretentious uh, science papers' titles are. They're just ridiculous. This one's called Walking Like Dinosaurs. Chickens with artificial tails provide clues about non-avian theropod locomotion. Right. This is... It's how chickens with prosthetics walk, so trying to give them an idea about how dinosaurs did it. Pretty much. You're you're pretty much right. Basically, it's it's about non-avian. But yet they're using an avian animal to, to see. Yeah, but the, the non-avians in reference to the, the dinosaurs, right. which, are, which are obviously reptiles. So basically what they did was, and I haven't got much information on this one, so it might be a very brief discussion. They whacked big old fat rods on chickens' asses. Right. Um, oh, and oh, then they found right. out that they walked oh, like we think dinosaurs stick. walked. They sort of like... Attached it to the tail. There's some pictures in the uh, paper, actually. I'm assuming this is like... They look pretty hefty. I'm assuming it's like T-Rexes, not like Stegosauruses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the... the, um, What did it say in the paper? Theropod or whatever. Locomotion. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, basically what they found was... It says in the abstract, they found that adding a big old weight to a chicken's backside makes them walk a bit more squatted. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's because it's freaking struggling to Add walk, one mate. To me, it's got yeah. a massive weight on its back. <laughs> I could have told you that. But they won an award for it. I also like the fact that they say the chickens walked like we think dinosaurs might have walked. Yeah, so it's oh, not brilliant. like they put a weight and some legs on a chicken and went, blimey, we've made, a, we've made a dinosaur. But, like, we haven't got a clue how dinosaurs look. Like, how are we meant to... No, uh, they walk. Just behave. Leave it. It's in the past. Forget it. <laughs> Don't worry. That's what, that's what I mean. It they're not coming back. So relax. Chill. They're not going to attack us, so you ain't got to work out a defence strategy comparing how they walk. This one, this one's actually a thing we've spoke about before, um, and we finally have an answer. So, like, with this, I'd say this is one of our top sort of five conversations that comes up at the pub. Uh, the title is... Estimation of the total saliva volume produced per day by a five-year-old child. 
So I know we we often talk about how much saliva we think uh, children of different ages would produce. Yeah, I know yeah. that's come up a few now times. Now I've got an answer. Um, only for five-year-olds, though. So this is... I wonder if it... Di- wait, does it differ? Do you think Why do they need to know this? Does it differ between each um, age? I actually don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even know. And and they didn't do different ages. I don't know why they need to know it. I, I don't know anything. So I just know how much saliva did, they estimated. Did the researchers just kind of like five-year-olds? So they just want to get them all in a room? I think the researcher was five. Yeah. Based uh, off of this paper, it would make sense. How, how, how did they, how did they test it? A kiss? Yeah. How do they find it out? Uh, so, I can tell you, they did. They got fifteen. <laughs> Was this done by the Catholic Church? And fifteen female five-year-olds, okay, and they had to assume their parents. It's a very small on. sample size. They had to record for two days how long they were awake, how long they were eating meals or snacks for, and how long they were sleeping for. Right. Okay. Right. And then they had estimations. Uh, I don't know where they got these from, based off of um, like how much saliva they produce per minute doing those things. So there's a different amount of saliva produced for eating, a different amount produced while sleeping, a different amount uh, produced just sort of while awake and being alive. And then they just times it all together and added it all up. That's the worst way ever. But they said that if the child was asleep, the child was producing no saliva. And I don't know if that's true. Surely, like, drooling in your sleep is a very yeah. famous thing, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. And sometimes I'll wake up because I'm, I've am got my mouth open and I gulp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got a problem. I've never done that in my life. <laughs> what they should have done is um, they should have laid, but, them, laid them down for 24 hours with their mouth open and just let all the, all the saliva just drip into a bucket. And then measured it. Oh, well, like on a like, horror movie, yeah. Yeah. Not all saliva drips out your mouth, though, does it? It would be if, if you did this. No, no, it would be. I'm, I, I haven't got an Ig Nobel Prize, but I've, I've got a Nobel Prize, actually. Um, so, yeah, it'd be that. <laughs> I, I feel that would be easier than going, oh, how long did you wait for? And then you ate for that long. Oh, okay, cool. You had this much of saliva. Because I, I could then work out that. You, you think it's easier than, than just accurate. asking someone to Sorry, record not, when not, they're not asleep? You accurate. think it's easier to suspend them over a bucket with their mouth open? No, more accurate, I should say. Because if not, I could just work that out. It would definitely be more accurate. If I, if I said to you, that. just how long was you awake for? When did you eat? And I just went to you, ooh, four litres. And you're like, what? Well, that was clearly how much saliva you had in your mouth that day. You had four litres. How did you work that out? That's well, a, you lot. Was awake That's a lot of saliva. I, I, I almost said four gallons. So we're, we're lucky. It's a how, much, how much saliva do you think a five-year-old produces in a day, then? Like based mil? off of this incredibly inaccurate estimation, so 800 mil from deck. Actually, 600 mil. That's a lot. I was going to say half a litre. So 500 mil. I was going to say yeah. 500 mil. 500 mil. Exactly right. Oh. Correct. Is it? Does it go up in age then? So six is 600 mil. Seven is. I. Yeah. <laughs> when you're eight, we're, we're producing a lot. Yeah. When you're eighty, you just you just be spilling out constantly. Yeah. I, I would very much believe my nan produces 40 litres of saliva a day, mate. You should see her. She's absolutely drenched. That's why they all have wet laps. Y- she your is nan is only 40 years old. old? You what? She no, because it's half a litre, isn't it? Oh, so she's oh, 80. I forgot, I forgot the system. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's I right. did that right. You did that, right, I did that wrong. I was like, your nan's only 40. Yeah, yeah. Because it's half a litre, isn't it? Yeah, she's yeah. eighty. She's, she's not actually eighty. I'm just, I'm just getting. All old people are the same to me, basically. They're all on the verge of death, and their age is irrelevant. Um, right, nice. 
So there you go. I know we've thought about that a lot. There's your answer. I've got a couple more, so let, let's let's crack on. Wait, how many more have I got? I've got I've got three more. So, you'll be able to get this one. This one's this one's easy. Um, this is called validation of a functional pyelosalicyl. You know that word better than me. Renal model for the evaluation of renal calculi passage while riding a roller coaster. Is there's that... something for you to cling on to at the end there? Um, is it? <laughs> it's just trying to work out the front bit. Is it how close are people to shitting themselves on a roller coaster? I, I actually was going no, to say something similar. To but you're kind of close. Is it how, like how you tense not your ass that much? No, you're further. <laughs> it is to do with something passing through you. Is it how much you almost got to wet yourself in? No. You how how quick your digestive system works when you're on a roller coaster? It is kind of to do with with urination, but something else that could pass. Is it hormones? No. Nitrogen. What else can What else can pass through the urethra if you're if you've got Blood. a certain illness or something wrong with you? Or Blood. Blood. No. Your dad's had it. AIDS. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like kidney the, stones or cool stones. Kidney stones, yeah, correct. Oh, uh, basically, geez. they wanted to know if riding a roller coaster would help people pass kidney stones. <laughs> um, which is strange, that right? It's crazy. Ima- imagine, like, like we're, we're sitting there and Deck, you've got kidney stones, and I go, you know what's really good for kidney stones? A day out on town. Salt Park! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That would that would one hundred percent just sound like I'm mugging you off, and I just want to go out for a day. You can help him even more than that because they found where you should sit on the roller coaster. I assume this is on like the, a, like on the actual... track, by the sounds of it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, sure. I assume it's like Nemesis, though, right, and not like like the tea um, Maybe I mean, I just assume so. In yeah. the middle. No. Is it the back? At the back f- row. At the f- the front. Here's the back. Yeah. Is because it, yeah. apparently sitting. It's because when you go over the like, if you go over the the, the the first dip, I suppose, if you're at the front, you go quite slowly down. But if you're at the back, you you're getting flicked over. So, I I, I have no idea, mate. But I I again, I didn't understand this paper. I think this is what it said. Um, it it makes a bit. It can help a little bit, ish. You're better off at the back. It's not really going to make much difference, but it can help a bit. I wouldn't try it, to be honest. So, so I also wouldn't want to pass them. I'd want that <laughs> thing where they like... Yes. So do, Go up. So do, do roller coasters help passing kidney stones? A little bit. But is, oh. it, is it like... You've got a kidney stone, you go on the roller coaster, you get off the roller coaster, and you're, you're there holding your kidney stone? Or is it like... You, you, <laughs> See, that's what I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 couldn't, you, I don't know. You get off the roller coaster, and you go, I need to knit the toilet now. It's here. Hmm. Or is I it like is it sustained well. use? So you have to go on the same one again and again and again yeah. and again, and then it slowly keeps pushing it down and down. <laughs> I'll send you a link to the paper, boys, because uh, you can read it. I can be able. I can be bothered. That's that's pretty. Uh, nice. I read the abstract, which is all you can read on papers, really. To be honest, yeah. Unless you want to pay for it. Um, abstract and conclusions. That's all you need. All right, here's one for Declan. It's oh, called God. the scent of the fly. <laughs> Right. That's what it's called. It's how flies Why smell? me? You'll find out why you, but it is you. Is it to do with how much alcohol they drink or how much fermented 
fruit or something. No, but you're close. Is it to do with alcohol? Is it to how much shit they eat? A very specific alcohol. I've just said it's to do with alcohol. Wine. <laughs> it is to do with wine. That's why I said it's one for Declan. Right. The scent of the fly. What do you think they found? How much wine they drink. Um, no. It's not to do with the flies drinking wine. How much... The more wine you drink, the more flies are attracted to you. No, but that would be... That would be sick. Yeah. If that were, if that was a thing that happened. If you... if I'd argue you could easily win an Ig Nobel Prize if you found that wine consumption needs to fly attraction, because that's quite cool. Well, uh, um, mosquitoes are more attracted to people who drink, like, champagne, aren't they? Because they've got, like, high sugar content in the blood. Because they're classy. Mosquitoes are classy. Yeah. That is quite cool, though. Is it to do with, like, the the colour of the wine? No. It's to do with the scent of the wine. That's why it's called the scent of the fly. Yeah, I I was thinking, like, that the the flies were smelling. That's awful. Um... The sweet of the, no, I don't know. I'll tell you. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll put you out your misery. They found that wine experts, which are called sommeliers, they found that they could, if you blindfolded them and you gave them two wines, they could tell which one had a single fruit fly in it. Ah, uh, right. What? Could they? Yeah. Yeah, they could. That's what they found. They found that they could tell. One single fruit fly was in the wine. But yeah. it had to be a female. <laughs> fruit fly, not sommelier. Could they touch the glass? Uh, no, just scent. Wow. Oh. Just scent. So the same yeah. wine, and you've got to say which one's got the fruit fly in it. Which one's got a fruit fly in it. And they could tell every single time which one had the fruit fly in it. That's, that, that is actually amazing. That is, that is that's really, really quite good. It's not bad, because is it? I quite really like that one. Did you, did did you know this? that... Did you know that the sommelier's test to become like a master sommelier is um, one of the hardest tests in the world? Yeah, I I've heard that. that before, it's yeah. bollocks. It's got <laughs> some like a stupidly high fail rate. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Imagine, imagine failing the exam but going, yeah, but I was a hundred percent on finding fruit flies. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, reading the paper, it does it it, it becomes less impressive. Because it kind of sounds like the fruit fly just smells like shit. <laughs> it just smells terrible. And then you just think, well, of course they could tell. Because it smells awful. Do you know what I mean? So, so, so what you're telling me is that if, if I had two glasses that were empty but one had a fruit fly in it, I'd probably be able to, <laughs> probably be able 100%. to tell. Yeah, um, yeah 110%. Suddenly less impressive. So it becomes less impressive, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because when I first read it, I was like, that's really cool. And I was like, no, not really. Yeah, good point. Especially when the job's to smell wine. Yeah. Like. If, if you go into two empty rooms, one's got um, four pigs in it, and the other, <laughs> the other one is just empty. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, right, let's do my last one real quick, and then we can wrap up, which is pretty good timing. So this, this is a really short one, but uh, I thought it was quite funny. So this was the Ig Nobel Prize for Economics. Right, another, who, who won uh, it? Do I know him? The Italian government. <laughs> Have you heard of them? No. Wow, okay. <laughs> I, I really like the fact you asked that question. That was, that was a good one to ask. Yeah. Um, they won it because uh, they included, in their GDP report, Yeah. they included the revenue from illegal drug sales, prostitution, and smuggling because they wanted to, eat the, they wanted to meet the uh, EU yeah. mandate. 
Oh, that's quite good, actually. Wow. I like that. That is mental, though, that's isn't impressive, it? impressive, yeah. They yeah, just included be... anything they could think of. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, that's probably significantly more realistic than all of the other countries because that's actually what's the the economic... True. Um, monetary value that's actually being yeah, produced yeah, in the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, yeah. I don't think that's weird. Surely they got disqualified for that. Surely that's take out, right? I mean, not, not, you'd but, like disqualified but there's, from the EU. But no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd think they were looking for the paper and go, well, they've messed up here, we'll just, we'll just rub that Yeah. 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 So, these ignorant Nobel Prizes, can you get them for literature? Uh, I actually don't know. I think they kind of just decide what they want and then make up the prize. I don't right. think there's like a standard prize every year. Um, other than like physics and stuff, which I think is every year. I like the idea oh, look of it up, mate. someone thinking they're writing like they wrote like a really good book. And just getting Nobel Prize, like, Tolkien. <laughs> People have won it before. Here you go. The oh. Nobel Prize for literature. But like I said, it's not. It's not every year. So this person won it for. This is a, just a complete random one. Uh, this person won it for the 948 scientific papers they published between 1981 and 1990. They averaged more than one every 3.9 days. Wow. To me, that's incredible. Hey, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even. Know. I, haven't, I assume that the, they won the prize because the papers were trash and they were just yeah. smashing them out. But there you go. There's a random literature one for you. All right, nice, nice. Enjoyed that. Cool. Legendary. Sick. What are you drinking, boys? Well, me and you up here, we're drinking a uh, coconut and tonka bean milk stout from the Garden Brewery. Now, we've got a <laughs> lot of Garden Brewery beers. I've drank all of them. Have you really? I'm, this is my first one that I've... Apart from, apart from one, actually. I've got one left. It's my first one that, 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 that I've drank, actually, so far. Yeah, with vanilla and cacao on a nine malt, malt stout base. Stout base. It's got so many words on the it front, hasn't it? It sounds crazy, doesn't it? It does actually sound crazy. Um, um, like all the Garden Brewery ones, I c we can't read any of the stuff because no. it's all in Croatia. Yeah. It, is a, it came in our Croatia box. It's a Croatian brewery. We've had a lot of Garden Brewery ones over the, like, the last 18 months. We've had quite a lot. We have had quite a few, and I think they're, I think they're quite consistently good. Yeah, brewery. I think they're, I think they're good. I think they're good. Five point five percent. So the taste, it felt. I felt like it tasted quite watered down, though. I really liked it. I will say, I really, really liked it. But I felt like it tasted. I'm surprised. When we got this one, I thought it'd be absolutely insane. It's a coconut and tonka bean milk stout for crying out loud. Yeah. I thought it'd be absolutely mental. It sounds mental. But it's a very standard stout. Like, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I really liked it. I do think it tastes a little bit milky. There was sort of this like, I don't, I don't mean watered down as in watered down. It tasted like, yeah, I think it, it does definitely taste a it bit. Does taste it's got a bit good flavour. I really like it. I if, really, if really I close like my it. eyes and you gave it to me, I think it would taste quite milky. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Really like I'm it. a big, big, big fan. That, yeah. Um, yeah, solid stamp. Declan. Uh, this week I am drinking something by uh, Chasseau Effil. Um, it's called Duration Sec. Um, now, I got this from Aldi. Um, I don't know why. Oh, it's because it, it, it was meant to taste like uh, apricot and peach. The, uh, the description reads, An expressive dried white wine with a fantastic balance of texture, fruitiness, pleasant acidity and mineral notes. On the palate, aromas of white flowers, uh, acacia, 
peach and apricot, meat, zesty mandarin notes, and a hint of acacia, again, honey, ah, um, leading to an elegant, lingering finish, store in a cool, dark place. To be fair, if you smell it, the top note is just alcohol. It's very, very pungent, and you, you can't mm. smell a lot of fruit. Um, it's it, it, also, it tastes like the fruit. It's very, very heavy in terms of taste. It's dry, but really heavy, which is odd, because normally it's not a pairing that goes together. You normally get dry and soft. Um, mm. So it's a unique wine, and yeah, I enjoyed it. It's, it's all right if you want to try it, um, but I wouldn't put it in my top ten, but I wouldn't not recommend it. So give it a go. Right. I was really thought you were going to my top three. He's like, in my top 260, you might as well say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice. Awesome. Who's next week, boys? It's uh, me next I week. Idea. I think I'm going to do yep. some funny news. I haven't done that in a while. Uh, and I've got plenty of time to, to, to make some. So, um, not make some. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go out in the world and make some real funny news stories and just hope they get in the papers. Um, right. Yeah. It has to get in the paper. It has to get in the paper, yeah. You can't just do something and bring it. It has to be in the has paper. It has to be in the paper, yeah. So keep your eye out right, this week. That's the rule. But yeah, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> All right, nice. Yeah, Sick. Yeah. One of these days, you should try and do something that gets in the paper. Something ridiculous. Maybe it will be. Because you ain't got to do anything that mental. No. You ain't got to, like... Jump off a cliff. Maybe it will go full yeah, circle, you... and I'll get an article in the paper about a, a young man living in this town who's doing a podcast about funny news which gets in the paper, and now I've got in the paper. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's very meta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, like I like that. You should star on Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. Alright, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Guzzler podcast.